Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider High School Podcast, uh, presented by Marto Brewing. I'm joined once again by uh, my buddy, uh, compadre Mitch McCumber. Mitch, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good, good. I, I apologize. Uh, been on the mend a little bit. COVID got me for round two, so I'm glad to be back. And uh, there's been a lot of great basketball going on, and I know you've had a chance to cover some of that here in the area. And you know, the smoke's kind of cleared. We kind of have a real good, uh, you know, idea of who's got a shot to move on here in the postseason. And uh, it should be a lot of fun coming down here, Mitch. Um, let's go ahead and start off the top with East, and I'll, I'll let you uh, uh, jump right in there and take over on, on the East boys discussion here. East now at 13-3. and three. Yeah, East uh, had a very impressive win last night that uh, Metro Sports covered. I was there for that game. Uh, against Sergeant Bluff, and uh, you know, congrats to Raz Vanderlo getting his 250th career win. Um, actually, if you don't like, I I really I found this out too. So it was a pink out night, and in the last, when he got his 200th win, mm-hmm. it was a pink out night as well. So apparently, if you just wear pink for an Eastside basketball game, something magical is going to happen. So, uh, but no, they played extremely well, and this team is really starting to kind of click at the right time. You know, you've seen a lot of. Uh, maturity and growth from some of these guys. Brant Van Dyke had probably one of his better games he's had all year. Um, yeah. Had a nice dunk and was really assertive on the interior. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you're going to need from this team. I, I, we talked about it in the beginning of the year. He wasn't really assertive, only scoring a couple points a game, grabbing a couple boards. Um, and, and, you know, you need a good game out of him for this team to go far because B-Ray's played outstanding for his senior season. Um, ben Jackson's been a, a scorer, shooting the ball pretty well. Cole Ritchie as a junior has been that facilitator for this team, really doing a lot of the dirty work. And then you have guys coming off the bench that, that can really light up. Preston Dobbs, Sam Johns, Jackson Flattery, a lot of guys that, uh, you know, really um, push push these starters to, to do – a good job because you know they don't really fall off when it goes to their bench and they've yep. shown that even a sophomore you know Fitzy Grant played we have seen him play in a couple games and he's going to be a nice uh, contributor for the team coming up you know only a sophomore but uh, he's he's put together some some really good JV minutes and now you know obviously Raz doesn't go unnoticed and is putting him on the little bit of the, the uh, varsity role but they played really well um and and I don't know if you knew this too. I found this out the other day too. But he had his first fifty wins were actually with uh, Woodbury, Woodbury Central. Central. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and yep. uh, so yeah, once a Wildcat, and we'll we'll talk about the Woodbury yeah. Central Club here in a little bit. But uh, you know he's he's done a really good job at East. You know it seems like every year, no matter who comes in, it's uh, it's it's basically a factory there for basketball. Yeah. Um, and he talked to a, a lot about to the fans and everything after when they got in the game ball that it, it, a lot of it. Uh, Really isn't his coaching. It's it's the the fans in the stands that come out yep. to every game, and it's all the players that put on an East High uniform. And you know it speaks a lot for a coach because it's it's easy to sit back and be like, yeah, 250 wins. You know I did it with mm-hmm. with my coaching and my coaching staff. But for him to say, you know it's it's really not me. It's it's everyone that's that's you know owned up and, and known what it is to put on that East High uniform is really cool. Yep. Um, it's really hard not to cheer for Raz. You know yeah. I, I, yeah. after being out, I was at a rival school. Mm-hmm. Now being out, it's it's hard not to cheer for a guy like that. And I, like I said, they're right in position to not only win this MRAC conference w- with uh, you know with the uncertainty that Abe Lincoln holds, but uh, to really make a name for themselves, they get a good enough draw comes tournament time. We could we could see this team not only going on the road and winning a couple games. We could see this team down in Des Moines 
winning a game or two and, you know, all of a sudden being playing championship day, depending on how they, how they play, they've played collectively as a team so far. But uh, if you want to break down even some stats, I mean, th this team is so balanced, yeah. Marty. It's, it's kind of hard to, to pick out one person and just guard one guy and let the rest of the team be you because they are so <clears throat> balanced. They got seven or eight guys that can really play, play the positions. Yeah. Um, well, I've known Raz for quite some time. Um, he's an excellent coach. Um, he's passionate about what it is that he does. Um, it's uh, kind of been a family business at East High, and, you know, he holds that in high regard. Um, obviously, his father had a lot of success as a head coach, um, you know, and then uh, brother Jeff. So, um, Raz, he's a player's coach. I mean, and when you talk about the balance on this team, a lot of times, uh, in my mind, these kids are accepting whatever role that he's kind of pitched to them, you know. I mean, kids kids are talented. All these kids are talented. But, you know, sometimes when you're a younger kid, maybe there's a situa situational role that you have to fill right now for your team to win. And he's got buy-in from the kids. But that's because he's good at what he does. He's a relationship builder. And, uh, you know, he's got the kids' respect. The kids respect him. He's organized, um, and, you know, I, I've always been impressed with him. And uh, if, if I had a kid playing basketball, I would definitely want him on, on the East High roster. Uh, but as you mentioned, the numbers, you know, as we're looking, you mentioned Brant Van Dyke. Yeah, he's really elevated his game here over the last two or three weeks, um, playing, playing really good basketball. And you mentioned his assertiveness um, last night in the victory over Sergeant Bluff. Um, another kid that's, that's impressed me, too, is, is just Cole Ritchie. Um, you know, he kind of had his coming out party that last football game of the season there. He took over at quarterback. I think all of a sudden that exudes a little bit of confidence. And he came out that first varsity basketball game um, this, this winter. And, uh, he, you know, he was dropping threes hot, you know, out top out above the, the top of the key there, and he's just gradually continued to, you know, perform well. Um, you know, he scored 181 points on the season. Uh, he's 68% from the free throw line. And I'm starting to look down here at the free throw shooting because you know as well as I do, you get in postseason play, you're going to be in some tight games. Uh, it's important. And right now they're shooting 67.7% uh, from the free throw line as a team. So, um, you know, again, situational basketball. Coach Vanderloo's good at that, the four-minute segments. Um, and this, this roster will respond. And I just think they have the right mix right now. They have, they have, they've gelled at the right time, and they're continuing to improve too. So a uh, very talented team. And, yeah, I mean, I think they are, if you want to call them an underdog, they're a live dog, you know, if they can get through this thing and end up uh, – at, at Wells Fargo there in Des Moines. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so we talked about uh, earlier before this, this MRAC conference who before the, the season started, it was all eyes on Council Bluffs, Abraham Lincoln, which is the mm -hmm. team we're going to start to talk about here really quick. Mm -hmm. And and now it's kind of shifted their focus to, to East High. You know, if you can be under the radar ranked 10th and 4A, I think you can that, – that East team has done that so far. Um, but, you know uh, – with with Al and that the loss to Josh Dix and obviously our thoughts and prayers go out to the Dix family. I know. Yeah, um, I wish he, him well. He he got uh, he said he was in, in good prayers and I think he actually got through surgery 
um, already on, on that uh, that leg. You know, it's a horrific injury. You never want it to happen to anyone, especially yeah. a, a player that was having, uh, you know, really a, a respectable, almost, you know, Iowa basketball player of the year type of year yeah. for this Lynx team. He goes down. You know, and then they drop a game uh, on the road to, to Sergeant Bluff in, in double overtime. And all of a sudden, the, now they have a conference loss yeah. that matches up with East Conference yep. loss to AL. Now East goes down, handles business against Council Bluff's Abraham Lincoln, and maybe they drop another game without Josh Dix. And then the conference outright goes to East. Yeah. So the 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 backdoor cover, if you will, for East to, mm-hmm. to win this conference is, is right there. And obviously just mainly because of that – that horrific injury, but AL took a loss, came back, won their last game, um, and it, it's going to have to rely heavily on the rest of the seniors on this team. Jamison Gruber, I've been you know pretty high on him all year. Yeah. Um, a, a pretty pretty darn good athlete and a really good basketball player. Has 250 points on the year. Um, Jackson Jones, Jake Duffy on the inside, mm-hmm. and then um, you know Jr. Noss, and then you got some other some other juniors and some younger guys too that you're going to have to step up for this team. Um, because you know, at a twelve and three record, it's it's respectable. You're obviously going to make it into you know postseason play, and you get an uh, with the area and region that they're in. You don't know exactly who they're going to play right now. They could yeah. end up flipping over and playing some Des Moines schools. Exactly. They could end up traveling a little bit more. But you get a couple of teams that are that are talented that have to travel to you, and all of mm-hmm. a sudden don't have a following. You're playing a like legit home game. Not a lot of uh, yeah. opponent fans in the stands. A lot easier of a game to win than mm-hmm. than being on the road. So they're going to have to definitely key in on some uh, of these later games, and definitely get some wins. We looked at their schedule, yeah. Marty, and they have it's, a couple tournaments coming up here. Yeah. And uh, you know some of the some normally if you had your your full roster of guys, it'd be a little bit different. But they uh, they play Grand Island School at home to round out the year on the nineteenth. Uh, Grand Island, I think one of the top teams in the state of Nebraska. Correct. Um, but in two weeks on the twelfth. Um, actually, mm-hmm. 10 days from now, so not even two, not even quite two weeks. On the 12th, they play Sunrise Christian Academy. And I don't know <laughs> if that name's familiar to you or not, but that's one of the top 10 teams in the nation. I learned that tonight from you, yeah. Um, they sound scary. He allotted a lot of D1 talent on that team. Uh, you know, I think at the beginning it was a little bit of a measuring stick, you know, just before playoff play. Um, I'm sure they entered into the tournament, didn't know who they exactly yeah. were going to play, but they knew they were going to play someone good. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the way that the season's sitting now, that's a really unfortunate draw for this um, Abraham Lynx team. But uh, it's, you know, it's going to be really what it is because you're going to see a team um, not quite as talented, but when you get into ter- to tournament play, you know, you're going to play teams that are going to press or that are going to be, you know, probably a little bit better than you, but it's going to be yeah. how you handle that adversity. And I think – you know, exactly. if if you're a coach, obviously the, the the loss of the game if you end up you know losing to to Sunrise Christian, you know, it's going to hurt, it's going to sting, but you know hopefully it kind of gets the guys behind you kind of morale up and you know hey, you know we we came out and lost this game, but you know the next game is not uh, this game is not indicative of our season. We need to turn around and kind of get uh, you know the the season starts we're 0 and 0 when playoffs start and this team yeah. can do can do some damage they got some good players yeah they can and you make a good point there too you know obviously it's easy to look at the stats and uh, you know obviously you've got to find uh, production from in the absence of Josh Dix's points and everything but you, we got to you know if you really want to get technical they got to get another ball handler because you mentioned the press and things like that um, you know, turnovers are deadly, uh, especially in tournament or postseason play. 
And, uh, you know, you're down a ball handler. That hurts. And, uh, you know, teams, you know, everybody's living to fight another day. So maybe they haven't shown anything on film. But, uh, you know, they may swarm you and press right up front. So, uh, you know, look for teams to be prepared for situations like that. And um, knowing East High the way I do, I, I would think that, you know, that's in their arsenal uh, when they meet this Friday night. So uh, a little bit different from when Josh Dix was, was here in town uh, a few weeks back. Um, and I look, for, uh, I look for East to counter. Uh, that that loss and pick up a win here this Friday night, and that would be huge too because obviously then you go match up one one yeah uh, in conference which is which is mm-hmm. always nice and then you know you give um, give East a little bit of momentum but and then obviously too it's going to be the this AL team is going to have a measuring stick you know you lost a game to a Sergeant Wolf team you probably shouldn't have lost to then you go out and play West and get a win there so now it's kind of even like we can hang with a four A team but we lost to a a subpar 3A team, like what's kind of the, yeah. the the gist here. So now all of a sudden you're going to get really tested with a team that's going to be in the, 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 the rest, like the tournament in postseason play. Coming down to Abe Lincoln, you're going to play a home game. Um, and they've already seen what you have. Uh, and they've already, they've already played a close game with them. I think the East last time they played lost by five or six yeah. uh, to Abe Lincoln. So it's, it's going to be a, a measuring stick. If you can get out of that game, even if you lose, but only lose by two or three points, I think, you know, the, the, the team down in AL is going to be pretty happy with where they are um, sitting wise, because East is going to be exactly the same type of team that you're going to see come playoff time. Yeah. As I, well, would, so. I agree with you and looking forward to, uh, uh, hearing the outcome on that game there Friday night down in down in AL should be a good one. Um, next up, uh, we had kind of already talked about uh, Council Bluffs AL. Um, our buddies over at Woodbury Central, um, you know, twelve and seven um, entering postseason play here um, starts this Friday, correct? Or is it next Friday? I believe next Friday. Yeah, a week from. Okay. Yep. Uh, I mean, they got a, you know, at 12 and 7, it's, you know, they're teetering on 500, but they played a great matchup of teams. They just got to win against a Westwood Rebels team. Um, but, you know, playing 19 games with, with the, the schedule that they have, the, the, the 2A and 1A fields yeah. are absolutely loaded. Yeah, they're stacked. Um, so, I, I, and I'm not going to sit here and say that any team is, is susceptible for an upset because Woodbury Central, if they're hot, they can go in and, and knock off any team. You know, they've, they've played good ball all year. They have, you know, a really senior-leaded team. Um, you got, you know, Clunders, Offerts, Blyles that we talked about. Uh, you have Clunders' younger brother. Um, and they they played mm-hmm. some really good ball, I and mean, it's even scoring throughout this entire um, you know this entire team, Marty. They have well, eleven hundred, almost twelve hundred points on the season. You got one hundred and twenty, one hundred and seventy, one hundred and twenty, two hundred, three hundred and eighty. Yeah. I mean, it, they got some guys that can score. Obviously, their leading scorer is Dallas Clunder, and shout out to Dallas for committing to Morningside yeah. uh, the other day too. Going to watch him in the area throw some footballs here, hopefully in the in the future. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and then he's he might even have a, a back out of the backfield playing with him too, and, <laughs> and Drew Benson. So you're going to have an all Sioux City team yeah. playing for for Morningside. But you know, congrats to him. But I think this team's, you know, they've they've taken seven losses, which you know, in, in a season in a conference that they play in isn't really a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're they're obviously just going to be f- for this team to to regroup and refocus and you know they they have film on some teams that run 
you know, that press, they've ran, uh, have some teams and some films that have gotten out to hot shooting and now they know how to guard it. Mm -hmm. Um, so this, this team is going to be, going to be really good. I like their, you know, we talked about, you know, free throw percentage and this team, that's the the one category that might hurt them a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in the season, they're shooting right around 50%, 53% from the field. They have a couple guys that are in the highs, um, um, Wyatt Offert shooting about uh, 80%, and then um, Aiden O'Mara shooting about 70 But the rest of the guys, um, free throw-wise, low, mid-40s. Um, mm-hmm. So that that coming down to the stretch could hurt this team. Um, but all in all, the, just the way that they, they move the ball, they're, they're a good rebounding team. Um, they're pretty active on the, the steals um, as well. So I think that they, they have a good mold together, and I think they could definitely make some noise come you know playoff time with an upset. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, these kids are used to being on the big stage, having played in the Dome uh, this past fall for football. So, um, again, uh, several seniors in, the, in, in this lineup um, and throughout the roster here. So that, that should bode well for the postseason for, for Woodbury Central. Um, next team that we're going to take a look at here, uh, we're going with Dakota Valley Boys. And oh. – DV boys, I tell you what, they're really playing good. You've you've seen them up close. They're thirteen and zero. Um, just, I mean, some some teams they've distanced themselves from earlier on, but they've been in some tight games too, where they've won in the end, had to make some clutch plays to win. And uh, talk a little bit about uh, these these. Uh, there's a, there's a junior class, and then there's a few seniors here that are really outstanding players. Yeah, I mean, we when you talk about Dakota Valley, your your first two that you talk about is the two in the junior class, and that's you know Randy Rosenquist and um, Isaac, Isaac Bruns. Yep. But the the seniors are the the group the glue guys to this group. You have Sam Falmo, Joseph Bryant, Braden Majors, um, and and you got some guys that that really are like. It, I would say unsung heroes. You know, they do mm-hmm. a lot of the dirty work. The, the scoring, obviously, is going to rely on, on Bruns and Rosenquist. Um, yeah. you, you know, Isaac, I think, right now is averaging 24, 25 a game. Yep. Um, you know, and gets right like probably right around like seven or eight rebounds a game and then um, a few assists here and there. But his, his game is really kind of rounding out to being exactly what his brother was. And his brother was, you know, in the conversation for – for Mr. Basketball in the state of South Dakota. So, right. you know, and obviously you're, you're playing some good ball if you're in that, that conversation. But and then you got Rosenquist, who is a walking five by five. Um, yeah. Five points, five assists, five rebounds, five steals, five blocks. Anything you want from him, he's going to go out and do. Um, really the uh, the glue guy for the that junior class that just does anything and anything that the the team needs him to do. But then you have guys like uh, Braden Majors and mm-hmm. Sam Falmo and Joseph Bryant, guys that, you know, fundamentally understand the game of basketball. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're, they're not going to light it up from the field. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe they, they come in and play some – give you some dirtier minutes, and, mm-hmm. and I mean that in a good way. But mm-hmm. come in and they're really – they're scrappy and they understand the identity of this team. All of them are really good passers, good rebounders, and – a lot of them can finish. Some even like Braden Major uh, and Jackson Winger. Uh, I didn't talk about yet as a sophomore. Some bigger guys that can stretch the floor for this team, yeah. and all of a sudden you add a different dynamic. Other than you know your guards just chucking up shots. Where if you can take the the interior presence of their defense and stretch out the field to where if all of a sudden Isaac Bruns or 
Rosenquist shot fakes, gets his defender in the air and has an open lane to drive into. You know, obviously you want to take a three-pointer because three's worth more than two, but a wide-open layup is is a drink Mm -hmm. of water for any of these guys on this team. And just what they do on and when they pressure on defense, it's so hard to emulate. And obviously, getting off to a 13-0 no start is huge for them. They played some really good competition. Um, they played the the state champion last year um, mm-hmm. on the road last week and got a very big win um, against the Sioux Falls Christian team. And I that was going to be to me the Tierra game was good, but that Sioux Falls Christian game was going to be really uh, is this team really legit this year? Yeah. Went out, a little bit of a measuring stick for him. Handled business, and this Marty, this team's legit. This team is going to compete for a state title this year. Yeah, they're 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 very good. And let's give credit too to Coach Kleiss and his staff. I mean, he's just year after year. He you know he gets her done. They got a factory up there. It's got to be hidden somewhere in one of those older buildings up in the McCook Lake area. But they they just get (laughs) the talent that goes through that that those walls are are crazy. I mean the. The Rosenquist family is obviously super talented. Yep. Um, the Bruns family, you know, they've brought in a lot to this this team. But there's a lot of guys that, you know, that play that had brothers or sisters play in the organization, and he mm-hmm. just they they got a knack for talent up there in DV. Yeah, they do. They're uh, both boys and girls are having quite a run this year, and uh, we're looking forward to a little March Madness um, with those two still uh, running the floor. Um, next team we're going to take a look at is our Dakota Valley girls, you know, right behind the boys here. Um, Dakota Valley girls, 12 and 2. Um, you know, you got the Tritz gal, sophomore. She's, she's an up and comer. Um, uh, Riley Rosenquist, obviously, is a key piece to the equation here, 24 points a game. And uh, what have you seen out of their play on the floor? Um, they just seem to really play well as a team. The ball moves around the floor. Um, and they don't they don't turn the ball over that much. No, and that's the thing too is they don't turn the ball over, but they're almost in a way uh, like a team that we'll talk about too in a little bit is they're like Keelan where they they don't turn the ball over. They're good with their their guards. They know how to handle the ball, but they mm-hmm. force um, the the opposition to be sped up, and right. and they really they really they go through lanes. Uh, Tritz is probably the smallest girl on the floor at all times, mm-hmm. um, but she'll go up and grab rebounds. You and you'll be like, "How did how did she get that?" It's just yeah. a lot of it uh, with this this team is, is heart, and mm-hmm. I think we we'll say that with a lot of teams from the Siouxland area, but they play with a lot of heart, um, and it's really hard to stop when when you have a team that's extremely talented and like the this Dakota Valley girls team is, but then also you add uh, with the the effort and the and the heart and everything and the grit that they play with. Um, it's it's hard it's hard to to match up against. They played and lost to the Sioux Falls Christian team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a doubleheader with the boys. I think if you flip that around um, and play at Dakota Valley, I think the girls get a win. So it's kind of a split for sure. them. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that, that that's really a, a bad loss for them. It kind of is a kind of a slow down, humbling loss there. But you know, it, it, the the season is going to come down to if a team can stop. Riley Rosenquist and and mm-hmm. so far I, I haven't seen a team do that she's averaging 24 points uh 10 rebounds five assists per game yeah. uh you know th- th- this this team is so good um even if you took her out of the equation you know you the Tritz Bass Carlson Tuttle um you have girls that go down that are uh, you would have a solid team but then you add her to the mix yeah. um having you know on in her senior campaign an MVP type season 
you know, it's just it's super hard to to emulate with the teams that they play. They've gone and played against Sergeant Bluff and made good work of a Sergeant Bluff team that's really good. Right. And um, you can just tell that the the um, how much better they are from what they were last year, and mm-hmm. which is kind of scary because they were a, a good playoff run team last year. They've just they've they've learned their lessons from the year before, and they've just gotten even better. And I think that this team. Just like the guys' team has just as good of a shot as anyone in the girls' bracket in the state of South Dakota to win it, win it all this year. Agreed. Um, looking forward to uh, continuing to watch them uh, move along here as we head towards March. Um, and then uh, the Bishop Helan girls. Um, uh, Coach Coolstra now 16-2. and two. Um, We're going to have Coach Coolstra on here at some point. Um, was trying to and then uh, went through the illness. I had an illness, uh, so we'll have to get him rescheduled here. But, uh, you know, they're playing good basketball. They got upset by West, which, you know, uh, I almost refer to that as a good loss because maybe it was a wake-up call a little bit. Um, But credit West, um, they're playing well and competing well. Um, They just won again the other night. So uh, this this Helan team – uh, sophomore, um, Brooklyn Stanley, unbelievable player, um, 245 points on the year, just a sophomore. And, um, you know, they've got a great mix to go with with her as well. Kenley Meese, um, Lauren Peck, uh, Jaden Newberg, um, and Lauren LaFleur. I know she comes off the bench. But, uh, you know, Darren's, Darren's a lot like – I compare him to Raz a little bit. He – he has a lot of respect from the kids that he's coaching. He has a good staff. Uh, Jeff Donaldson's on his staff there. Um, the girls buy in, and they play well together. And it's a common goal. And I look for Heelan just to continue to play well. And I'm looking forward to going down and, and watching them play um, at Wells Fargo here. Yeah, and, well, you talk about Wells Fargo, and obviously the, the main thing that you're trying to do at Wells Fargo is win a championship, and they say it best, Marty, defense wins championships. Yep. Uh, steals on the year, 325 steals on the year. That's yeah. absolutely Incredible. unbelievable. Um, and this team is a good rebounding team. They have two girls that have 90 rebounds on the year. Um, and, you know, you talk about Brooke, Brooke Stanley, her stat line for a sophomore. That, I mean, you, you could take out the sophomore, and I would think that she's been playing varsity basketball for four straight years. You know, yeah. she's 90 rebounds on the season, 39 assists, 66 deals, two blocks. Um, she doesn't go – she doesn't foul very much, only 21 fouls on, on the year. Um, and then you have your 245 points shooting from the field right around 50% and 68% from the free throw line. Um, and you look down and like this team, and we've talked about it all year, sophomore, junior, junior, sophomore, one senior – junior junior this team is going to be just as good as uh, uh, this year as they are going to be next year it's going to be even scarier next year because these girls are going to learn lessons you know you never want to to have a team go down to the state tournament and lose but if they were to lose then all of a sudden you have a team coming back next year that has a sour taste in their mouth oh Mm -hmm. man don't you know don't put my girls team on that schedule (laughs) not not one bit i think that they got a good chance and the thing too is they've They've played against good teams in the the state, and right. you know the, the the matchup they have against Sergeant Bluff won both matchups against Sergeant Bluff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when they go play, um, you know, tournament wise, they're in different brackets because Helan is a, is a great a class above. Mm-hmm. But 
you, you've handled yourself against some good teams around here. You've taken two lumps and losses against teams. I think that if you played nine times out of ten, those are the only times you lose to them. Yeah. So, you know, you get a little bit of a humbled uh, loss in, in there. And it's always good to have a little bit right before you get entered into tournament time because the girls are like, you know, they, they're a little more down to earth or, you know, hey, we can lose. And then all of a sudden, as a, as a team and the coach, that's the film you break down the most. Because yeah. how did they beat us? What did they do effectively to beat us? And how can we correct that? And I think that, you know, obviously the, the coaching staff that Helan has and the girls that they have behind them are going to do nothing but turn that loss into a motivation. And uh, like, like you said, I'm, I'm going to be excited to watch this team down at, at the state tournament. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm, we're tossing around free throw stats. 66.8% as a team from the free throw line. That's pretty darn good. So I'm sure that'll come in handy here in crunch time uh, and postseason play. So uh, keep our eye on uh, Bishop Heeland girls. And then we're going to turn to uh, Sergeant Bluff Luton girls, 15-3. Uh, and, three. and uh, you know, it, it's really unfortunate, the injury to Peyton Hardy. I feel bad for you know. But they're continuing to battle, and they're having a good season. Um, what, what have you seen from them so far that's been impressive to you, even without Peyton Hardy in the lineup? Well, and, and that's the thing, too, is we talk about senior leadership, and that's this, the, the team without Peyton Hardy on it is a senior-led team. Yep. You know, Maddie Hinkle, Emma Salker, Addie Brown, Caitlin Sale, mm-hmm. and then like Electra Trover, Sophia Loswald, and the junior class as well. Um, but <clears throat> a lot of these, these girls are, are – putting together a senior season that they want they want to be remembered by you know they they don't want to go out with a loss you know these these girls have played together for you know since AU ball you know they, they played together a lot travel wise a lot of them are going to go their separate ways to different sports as when this is over but uh you know it's just it's a well-balanced team that that Hardy has you have 223 points in the season from Maddie Hankel I'm a soccer with 240 Addie Brown um more of the the small guard uh with 78 points Caitlin Sale with 109, and then obviously Peyton Hardy finished her season with 216. But there's there's no drop off on who who wants to handle the ball, who wants to take yeah. the shot, and I think that's super important. And you know we obviously talk about the free throw stats a lot. Free throw percentage for Sergeant Bluff right up there with Heelan, 66 percent on the yeah. season. Um, they're also high on steals as well. They play a, a pretty similar game to Heelan, yeah. just obviously in a class below. You know, obviously without Peyton Hardy, it's going to hurt them uh, on the interior. Um, a lot of the offense ran through her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Coach Hardy's found out different ways to get the ball moving for this team. You know, Maddie Hinkle and Caitlin Sale are two really good guards for this team. And then Emma Salker <clears throat> kind of doing what she can down low. Um, this team's going to be a hard out, especially going into to tournament time. I think that they, they can definitely hold their own in 3A. Um, and, you know, obviously the, the sky's the limit for, for how this team plays with when, especially when, you know, it's, it, this could be your last game and with a heavy ladies senior team, they're not going to want to go out with a loss. I can tell you that. Yeah, no, not at all. And, uh, credit coach Hardy there and his staff for kind of keeping the team together there and, uh, you know, continuing to, uh, these girls are working hard and they're playing very hard for Peyton Hardy in her absence. So, uh, stay tuned to them. Um, you know, plenty to play for still uh, for the Sergeant Bluff girls as well. Um, that kind of rounds off our basketball update here uh, for this week. I did want to make mention that um, currently um, we're working on a baseball and softball preview uh, magazine. So I'm getting in touch with 
um, the, the coaches for uh, both softball and baseball here in the metro area. Uh, look forward to that piece coming out in early May. Uh, it'll be a preview magazine. Then Mitch and I are going to have a podcast together. Can't and wait, uh, can't look, wait. yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, you know, I, I I love baseball. I played baseball in college, and uh, just just the fun of the game, you know. And I don't think it gets enough attention around here. And there's been several, you know, studs that have come out of the area here, softball wise, baseball wise. So, I mean, let's, you know, I want to give them their their uh, due diligence here and. We're going to give them some nice coverage here this summer. And then uh, right now I'm also putting together off-season football coverage. I can't ever put the football away. I apologize. <laughs> it's a 12-month deal for me, and I enjoy every minute of it. So uh, stay tuned to uh, SiouxlandSportsInsider.com, our Twitter feed. Um, Mitch is going to start posting on uh, SSI Twitter as well. And we're going to have some fun things coming out um, to fan, for fans to interact with. So uh, working on – got a lot of things um, cooking in the kitchen here for uh, upcoming baseball. And then definitely in the fall we're going to really blow it out So uh, for the football season. But uh, thanks again for joining us. Thanks again uh, to Marto Brewing, our great sponsor over there. Eric Martin and his staff are great. Um, go enjoy a pizza over there. They're fantastic. It smells so good every time I walk in there. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's. Well, it it's goes better good. together than pizza and beer. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so That's good. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, hey, Mitch, thanks again this week. Uh, we'll look forward to, to talking back at you folks, folks next week as we zero in on March Madness and uh, talk a little baseball, softball down the line here. Thanks again. Talk to you next week.